Hello and welcome to Off The Record. We are listening to the 100 greatest albums of all time and this week the album is Funhouse by The Stooges, released in 1970. My name's Tom and with me is the president of the UK's biggest Carly Rae Jepsen fan club. It's John Foster. <laughs> Hi man. Hi, how you doing? Very true. Um, yeah, I do love Carly Rae Jepsen. I just didn't know that you knew that about me because I had my username. I never leaked to that before. So <laughs> I think you must be a part of it. I know about it because you don't stop talking about it. She is great, isn't she? No. Well, you, well let's not get into I'm not going to, on the recording, I'm not going to dive into the, the normal attack that I would usually <laughs> have on people that say she's not good. I think my opinion was, it's just from the first song that came out. She never, she never won me back. Call me maybe. Yes. Yes. Yeah, shame that that one got the airplay it did. Actually, it's not because you know it gave her a leg up in the industry, and now she's probably one of the best um, pop careful stars out there. It just had a lot of Rebecca Black about it. Yeah, unfortunately, that was that was the time and the place, Tom. And you know, I'm sorry that she came up in a in a in a time like that. You know, but she actually has got a lot of really dope tunes, especially from um, Emotion, her album Emotion, which came out the album the album that came out after the album that had um, Call Me Maybe on it. I've never listened to the album that has Call Me Maybe on it. I'll, I'll say that much. But everything from Emotion, so two albums plus two EPs with B sides, and her second B side is actually. A, a compilation is actually an album that's how many she's she's very productive when it comes to writing <laughs> and, and she got to work with tom hanks yeah that was in that was je- a, i am jealous that was I a good song as well unfortunately it was i think what happened there was you know the guy that taylor swift hates scooter brown i do scooter brown yeah well he apparently this could be wrong now I'm, thinking, now, now I'm thinking about it. We wrong. should just say that at the start of every episode because I've already been corrected about three times. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, go on. Yeah, I, from what I understand is she was signed to uh, that guy's label or whatever, imprint or whatever. And and he obviously saw the um, way that Call Me Maybe did so well. And he was like, we need another Call Me Maybe. So they, they sort of had they sort of made her kind of write another cutesy repetitive song but what came from it was i really like you and that was a really good tune as well actually when when you hear it in context of the album and that whole album start to finish except from one album called la hallucinations not one song i mean sorry but the whole album that's a top-notch pop album you can you their songs you know you're having a good time you can sing along their songs that have actual got like some real deep vibes and also, the thing that turned me on to it was this one blogger who turns out is like a screenplay writer or whatever. That's not really important. He <laughs> um, put together this whole blog about the album, saying that there was some like, like he was, he was, he was breaking it down and seeing the story behind the album. And it was really interesting. He's definitely a stalker. It was, yeah, it was definitely, he put a lot of work into it. We'll say that much and I'll say no more. But, um, that was really awesome, and it gave, and it made me think like, oh, maybe this album's got a little, little juice that I wasn't that I didn't give it enough uh, time, you know, I didn't give it enough credit for because I thought the same as you, I thought, oh, it's Kylie Rae Jepsen, all she can do is write cute little dumb crappy songs. Turns out that's completely wrong, dude. And then she released B sides to that album. Whoa, 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 whoa! So, slow, slow, slow yourself down. So, what was the what was the underlying narrative behind the the underlying narrative? Um, let me try and see if I can find. Is it that she really, 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 really likes him? No. <laughs> That's literally the lyrics. To that one song. It's basically... I wasn't even exaggerating. I did Listener, I didn't even say really more times than she does. Oh, I'm stunned. John's stunned. <laughs> I'm trying to find <laughs> I may have. I may have pushed it too far. <laughs> I'm and trying I to find... Carly. This could be the end of the podcast. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't find. Look, I'll, you know what we'll have to do, if it's all right, is after we record. Well, I suppose I could find it. I don't want to spend forever right now finding this thing. No, but no, basically, it it was uh, it was really interesting, and and it's a lot of. He gives himself a lot of creative liberties in, like, I mean, if Carly put that much effort and thought into that album, then it deserves so much more praise than it got. But I, I imagine that he's linked together songs and themes, and has it turned it into something quite interesting. But 
that was a really interesting that was a cool website and it, and it opened up the whole the whole album to me and i became a fan truth be told um and i remember my cousin told me she got the album back in the day before i was interested and i was so uninterested and now it's a signed album by the way it was a signed album. um but now you know i could go back in time i'd say wow let me see it let me hold it let me touch it you know what i mean but i can't i can't go back i live gotta live with my mistakes <laughs> okay um my word, that was just a bit of a throwaway intro from me. I didn't expect it to be the first six minutes of the world. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good to get your good to get your feelings out there. Yeah, I, I got a lot made. of feelings for Carly. And, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, she is, a lot of people think the same as you. And I need to change that. It's my goal to change that. Okay, well, good luck with that. Thank you. Um, how's New Year's going? Have you given up on any of your resolutions yet? I don't have any resolutions. I've still got to complete my resolution from 2020, which is to master the kickflip. Uh, <laughs> so I, I didn't really do that last year. I I got you rolled it over. I rolled it over. I just hurt my shins a lot. Uh, no, I got I I went out with my brother and did some pretty gnarly ollieing onto. It's basically like ollieing up onto a curb, but it's at a skate park, so it's not high, it's not it's, it's higher than a curb. And that was really fun. I didn't master that, but I think getting the uh, the moving ollie is important. You know what I mean. And so it wasn't a kickflip, Tom. It wasn't a kickflip. And all the guys on YouTube I watch who have fun and, you know, having, having a good time skating, they always say that the kickflip, people want to do that first because it's like the dopest one. But it's actually one of the hardest ones. And it's probably, yeah, one of the most uh, intense ones. So, you know, I set myself a goal and I didn't complete it. But that's that's what New Year's resolutions are all about. It's... Uh, setting goals and it doesn't you don't have to complete it within a year so no one should feel any pressure uh how about you did you set any any goals? no any? no i'm i'm with you i'm not really a resolutions guy <clears throat> too perfect as it is it's just it's just stuff that you just because like obviously you think yourself as a clean slate so you're like oh now i can do so now the whole year's gone but what's such a weird way of thinking like it's, it's just like the same it's the same basically just do if you want to do something do it I find it weird when people are like, I want to read like 10 books this month or whatever, or this year. And it's like, I've never... Just start reading now, yeah. Yeah, just read. And if you enjoy the book, finish it. And if you don't, change the book. That's the kind of way I roll. I can't force myself through a book because it's like, you know, it just take me the whole year to read it if I didn't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good luck with your resolutions, listeners. Uh, let us know how they're going. Yeah. Don't give up on John's account. Well, don't give up on anyone's account. Just do it. Do it for yourself. Don't do it for the new year. Don't impose restrictions mental or physical on yourself unless they involve leaving your house because we are currently in lockdown three yeah true lockdown 3.0 don't leave your which house. can only mean one thing john zoom quizzes are back no i've um i won't do zoom quizzes. <laughs> i had a nice I thought we can sign them to history in june when uh when everything calmed down but no they're back with a vengeance have you done any yeah we did one uh, over christmas and my lot are doing one next week uh, and they've asked me to write the quiz. Nice. You excited? Which, well, yeah. So it is good that I'm doing it because it means I can actually like magnanimous as if I'm doing them a favour, despite them all knowing that writing quizzes is like my favourite thing to do. Yeah. So I can just act like really cantankerous, but at the same time having the best time. I get to have my cake and eat it. Basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that mean, doesn't make me sound like a great friend <laughs> but it's hey they're, it they're it giving you they they knew what they were doing when they when they became yeah. my friend yeah i remember that one new year's i went to your place and there was a quiz that was quite fun you got involved in the quiz you were my i was the co-host yeah assistant. because it was uneven numbers yeah <laughs> <laughs> it had to be the co host. i'm not gonna it's not that john myself. wasn't picked for a team it wasn't as if we were, we had captains and no one picked john it was yeah it was pre-arranged teams and i was a late turner upper to the to the party there's no but i enjoyed yeah. being the sexy co-host i was like uh carol vorderman Vorder yeah vorderman yeah so to all our transatlantic viewers um listeners that is a woman who can't wait, did can't wait to see how this goes maths on tv <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think America does have a version of Countdown, but if I'm right, it's called Numbers and Letters. <laughs> but that might be a joke that I've heard. No, I think that's, that's got to be. That, the thing is, I, I'm <laughs> sure because that sounds like something so American. Let's call it the most fucking obvious thing. I don't know, America. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, we should talk about America and the and the shit show that's going on there. Should we? Should we really? Should we? It could be that fun. feels like something we should avoid. I don't know. We didn't avoid the election. True. 
we could take a sideways look at it. I guess. Let's take a side. I'm not. I'm not siding with anyone. <laughs> really? I, no, no, I'm staying <laughs> out like, of this. One. When Trump, when Trump <laughs> said that there are good people on both sides, <laughs> oh, that was a terrible impression. <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Um, I just think, yeah. Well, you know, we all know what happened, and um, who's surprised? Basically, um, I keep thinking to myself, why is everyone so surprised? Why has Twitter just deleted his account? Like he didn't say gnarly shit the, the past four years, the past fucking million since he got on Twitter. The shit he used to say about Barack. You know what I mean? Why are they only just doing it now? This is the thing about cancel culture. <laughs> Could you imagine if uh, when Twitter started, in, what was it, like 2010? That sort of time? Yes. If, if you'd have told, told us that 10 years later, the top story on every news channel would be that they banned the president of the United States. It just it just wouldn't. Yeah, no. like, yeah whatever. Yeah. That's definitely not going to happen. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, man. The world is a crazy place. But we got a good down south here in England. It's quite foggy outside today right now. We're now into the weather portion of the of the episode. <laughs> yeah. It's been foggy the past couple of days, actually. Did you were you watching it when uh, they were um <laughs> giving a report of what was going on at the Capitol building and then they went, and now weather <laughs> and <they laughs> yeah. were like, it was like uh, officers have their guns drawn in the middle of the Senate, and now, <laughs> and they just cut to the most happiest looking lady. Yeah, she was a good, she was a good gave, weather lady. Gave an update on the weather and cut back to <laughs> an invasion <laughs> of the home of American democracy for the first time since like 1815 or something. Yeah. Oh, I enjoyed that quite a lot. <clears throat> Not what was going on at the Senate, just that little cut. I think what was going on at the Senate is the chickens coming home to roost, Tom. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. And now America can just America can just look itself in the face, you know, see the the hate it's been breeding for the past fucking million years since America's been around, and uh, you know maybe some of them will think that's kind of whack. Most of them probably won't. They'll double down. And to those people, no. Well, they 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 carried on with what they were supposed to be doing that night after. Yeah, I, I yeah I was watching it all night, and it then uh, and hundreds of. Republican senators still objected to all of the uh, the votes. Yeah, a couple re- uh, resigned. Yeah, and then some of them were like, I had, I had rejected, I had, yeah, I wanted to reject this, but then I couldn't get the signatures because after what happened, they the people that signed it pulled out of signing it. But I don't know, you know, that's just one guy. Crazy times. Well, I think we we covered that pretty comprehensively. Yeah. Google America and find out. <laughs> are you fe- are you feeling suitably punk? I'm always feeling punk, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about it. Should we uh, first show our punk credentials? Yeah, you go first, so I can uh, yeah, so I can see what sure. you're dealing with. Um, yesterday, I put my super dry coat in the tumble dry, even though the label said not to. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> well, me, I um, my punk credentials date back to a long time ago, when I uh, you know I I enjoyed punk. And through countless hours of studying and uh, training, I came to the conclusion that real punk is punk on the inside. So, yeah, maybe, you know, I like to keep my shoes clean. So you stabbed yourself with a safety pin. I to keep the, you know, I, 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 I kind of always wanted to. I always said that if I'm at a, a mad rager and, uh, you know, we're all appropriately messed up, that I will let my friend Elliot stabbed me in the ear with a safety pin uh, and unfortunately we either never got appropriately raged or there was never a safety pin on hand yeah. but my ear is still un. also elliot elliot by the way god love him is not exactly a punk man he's so that's a, that's well yeah but he's also slightly punk he's on a the lovely inside. man <laughs> real punk's punk on the inside though tom remember that all right okay punk's an attitude and i'd like to get the word shit tattooed on my forehead <laughs> that's how punk i am my forehead SH above left eyebrow, IT. I don't know if that would read backwards, actually. No. <laughs> we have to figure that one out. I don't know. <laughs> You've got Tish written on it across the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, have to, we'd have to mark it with some, some Sharpie beforehand. Um, but yeah, being, being a fan of punk, I'd, I'd, always, I'd read about this band and Iggy Pop, and I'd uh, obviously known some of Iggy's music, but I'd never listened to this album. And it is pretty hyped up as a big album. Uh, it certainly but, was. But yeah, never listened to it. So today was my first time. You can really 
it's left a lot of flavors in the musical saucepan. That's a nice analogy. Yeah. Um, it wasn't particularly successful when it came out, though, was it? It was neither commercially or uh, critically acclaimed. Yeah. It's only retrospectively that it's been seen as the uh, sort of proto-punk. Very true. Um, I don't know. If, I can't remember if I said it. But yeah, the band is called The Stooges, fronted by Iggy Pop, who's almost become more famous than the band's I think, since. I think so. He's had a lot of endeavours post, and he worked with your boy, David Bowie. A big friend, a uh, big mate, yeah. David Bowie. David actually saved his career. His birthday, I think it was. So. Oh, nice one. Yeah. I'll pull one out for David. Yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah Dave, David saved his career because they recorded songs like China Girl that you enjoyed, that you named in your one of the past quizzes. They wrote that together. And after Iggy had a, a couple of flop albums and got let go from his uh, labels... David put out the album with China Girl on it and some other songs that they co-wrote together. And through that, Iggy was able to, you know, fund his life, basically. The royalties came in and he was able to, like, put out more albums and stuff. So pretty decent guy. It's pretty cool that they're friends. And shout out to... This is just another story of David being a fucking dope guy, you know what I mean? When does he stop? (laughs) Even now. Even five years it's been, man. I like the song. I like the song. Yeah, that was that was. I didn't mean for that to happen, but yeah, was, that was convenient. Yeah. Um. So the Stooges, probably along the Sex Pistols, the most important punk band. You say? I guess it remains my have something to say about that. I don't know. And the Clash. I All know. right, I take it back. The Stooges are an important. They are an important punk band. The thing is with punk, and that's the thing. That's how I. That's why it always comes down to that. It's you're punk on the inside. That's what it. That's what it always boils down to because. You you start talk, talking about punk with people that like punk, and they'll start telling you how this and that isn't real punk, and the Sex Pistols aren't real punk because they were manufactured by um, Malcolm McLaren, or you know the Ramones weren't real punk because they weren't talking about political stuff all the time, and it, it just becomes a pissing contest about who's more punk. So that happens in every genre. Though. It happens in every genre, but I think um, yeah, like I just I've seen it happen with fair point though. And, you know, you can talking about who was punk and what's punk, but at the end of the day, everything and nothing, nothing is punk because that's just the nature of it. You know, it's an attitude, it's a vibe. To label any one band or album as punk is inherently not punk, because a real punk wouldn't be called, wouldn't call themselves punk. They'd just be punk. You know what I'm saying? Just to paint a small picture of the music scene in 1970, uh, I'll list some of the bands that had number one albums that year she had the beatles stones zeppelin credence clearwater revival pink floyd dylan so we're talking virtuoso musicians long experimental songs sweeping guitar solos mm-hmm. and then the stooges didn't fancy that at all they turned the distortion all the way up and just hammered on their guitars as loud as they could yeah and screamed into the microphone and i'm a, I'm a little bit conflicted because i i really like prog rock i like pink floyd i love the doors I love the later Beatles albums, but I also respect punk for just tearing all of that down. Yeah, man, it made it building a building a platform for groups to form in their basements and garages and just play three chords mm. and still make mm. their own kind of music. Word up! It made music a like an attainable hobby. You know, you didn't you didn't have yeah, to absolutely. be like Mr. Cool Guy. I can shred, or I've got all these pedals and I've got long hair. Look at me. And then more, it was just like I just want to fucking have a good time, get some energy out. Make some noise, you know? And, mate, you know, I I think punk is one of the best genres out there. Uh, and, and yeah, maybe it doesn't... Maybe it's pretty one track. And I think as soon as you start doing too much with it, it becomes something else. Because it is, it's just like uh, rock music boiled down to its... To yeah, its simplified. Yeah, it's just super simple. And as soon as you start adding stuff to that, you know, I like to think of it as a cake, you know? You start with about you start out with flour, water, you know what I mean, sugar, egg, right? Well, punk yeah. is just flour, a little bit of milk, <laughs> and uh, did you plan? <laughs> no, no, go and free balling. <laughs> I can't wait to see where it's going. So yeah, so well, yeah, well, so punk is flour and egg and a bit of milk, right? You stir it together, <laughs> bing, bam, boom. Punk's a pancake. You got yourself a pancake, right? <laughs> but then you know you add a little bit of salt to that pancake mixture 
stick it in a different kind of thing, you got yourself a Yorkshire pudding, okay? But you then you add maybe, uh, you know, you got a bit more sugar in it, you know what I mean? And maybe you add some chocolate chips. You got a crepe. <laughs> you, got, you got yourself, and it just keeps building like that. So like, cause, so punk is a pancake, okay? Punk is, is a, you heard it here first. Punk's a pancake. <laughs> it's flat, it's fluffy, it's delicious. And you add too much stuff to it, it becomes a different thing. That was some good. That was good, actually. I think maybe I could have planned it. Well, I don't plan it. I don't. I don't write a script, so yeah, I think it's hard to do. That was amazing. Um, <laughs> what do you think of the album? Yeah, I thought the album's really good. There's some. There's some. Um, some psychedelic moments towards the end of the album. Uh, track number seven. Uh, I got some complaints to make. I will say that much. Well, we'll get into those. I've got some praise to give it. Um, and I'd recommend if you're int- interested in punk, read a book called Please Kill Me, which is an oral history of punk. Um, I had read the beginning few chapters of it back in the day. Uh, it was I, it was Peter's, my brother. It was his book. And I took it from him because his relationship with books is something that I'll let him explain when he guests on this podcast. But it's... Uh, it's a rocky relationship, I say the least. And uh, so it was just sat there, and so I thought, you know, I thought I want to learn. You know, I want to, I want to learn. So I read it, and the Stooges and the Doors, Patti Smith, are all considered well, no, they well, well, some people wouldn't call them punk in in what punk exploded onto the scene as. No, they were the four. They were definitely they were so in the scene. Yeah, they they were they were saying let's strip some, let's strip it back. And uh, the Stooges here have done that and they got a stripped back album. And, you know, the way that this was recorded um, is something that bands such as the Dead Kennedys would go on to record albums like this, which is just, you know, everyone's doing it. They do it live and the take is the take. If they have to redo something, take do the take again. Um, pretty friggin' cool. You can watch videos of the Dead Kennedys on YouTube recording some of their famous songs doing it that way and uh you know that's pretty punk in itself and doing it at 1970 is pretty cool although from what i understand they did it a similar way that the band did it yeah yeah i remember us talking about how the but the bands went into the studio not didn't enjoy the experience mm. uh, didn't like being isolated from each other didn't like all the sound baffles and stuff and demanded just play it as as they would live and the, yeah, as you say the studios did the exact same yeah. thing so some could argue the band were punk <laughs> No, they actually did call themselves punk, so they're not avoided. Um, yeah, Iggy demanded that he had a, a handheld mic while he was in the studio, which apparently is just a big no-no, just, I guess, because you don't keep it a consistent distance from your um, face. But yeah. yeah, he wanted one so he could fly around the place like he would do if he was on stage. Yeah, and you know what? That did come across. The um, lack of consistency did come across, and in the original cut of the album... There were some volume discrepancies that I found quite putting off. Yeah, well, due to a lack of uh, communication between John and myself, we listened to two different versions of the album. So I listened to the original one, and John listened to the deluxe. No, I, well, I listened to both. I, I listened to both. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I started on the original, and then I was, and I, I was thinking, like, this is so gnarly, because the first three or four tracks are all pretty good, and they have a pretty good presence. And let me, I don't know if you know what I'm trying to say by that, but I'm saying like, it's very, it didn't, it was just there. I didn't have to turn it up. I don't know. It just was, everything was clear and loud and good. And then it became to like maybe track four or five. I can't remember now, but it just, that one dipped in, in the level and things were not as clear in the mix. And I was very upset hearing that. And so I thought, you know, what's good digital remasters. So I gave that a go. And uh, (laughs) it turns out, yeah, this one, the deluxe edition has got some pretty good remasters and has fixed a lot of the the sound issues. So it's really grown on me over multiple listens, and I think a big part of that is down to your your state of mind when you listen. So the first time I listened, just wasn't in the right frame of mind because the the distortion was pissing me off because I got bored of it really quickly and it just all sounded really samey. Mm-hmm. But I listened again yesterday, Friday after a long week, first week back in back at work for the new back year. on the old grindstone so yeah so i'm pretty tired my boots delivery didn't arrive so i was livid about that and suddenly the, the album just sounded perfect yeah. like all the issues i had before just weren't there anymore 
and I was just I just got really into it. Um, and how do you listen to it? Do you do you you know rip off your shirt, do some press ups to this, or do you <laughs> yeah. do you lie in your bed? Start whipping myself. <laughs> yeah. on stage. Or do you lie in your bed, eyes closed, with some headphones on, and and just relax? Which one is that? Um, I'm sat at my sat at my desk with my headphones on. So. Is that, was that an option? No, that wasn't. I guess I guess okay. the second option is what you're trying to say. Um, should we get into it? Let's do it. So the first song on the album is called Down on the Street. And what an intro. Yeah. What an intro both to a song, but especially to an album. Like the first three seconds of it tells you everything you need to know about how the album's yeah. going to be. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Yeah, it was, I, I agree. It was, it was a really cool opening track. I'm um, loving what Iggy was doing with his voice. Oh, yeah. Um, I couldn't understand much of what you're saying, but I was ready to march through the streets for him. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Just sounds he's amazing. He's a pretty crazy guy. Um, and you can really see the influence that it's left on punk uh, to this day, which is, which is uh, you know, saying something. You know, you can. this is worthy of being in the top 100 for sure. Wow. Off the first song, John and John Johnson. I'm signed up. That, re- that recurring guitar riff has been stuck in my head for the last three days. Oh, well. I really like it. It's, I mean, it's really simple, which helps for it to get stuck in your head, but I think it sounds so cool. That's, yeah, that's um, that's it. That's punk right there. Simple, catchy, cool. Effective. Effective. Probably not a punk word to use, effective, but... I think it is. See, again, you're you're defining punk, which is which is not punk. You've got to get your head out of the zone of trying to put punk in a label. What if I told you I don't care what you think is punk, and I'm just going to do what I think is punk? Hell yeah. That's it. Yeah, here we go. That's it. And I think punk is describing everything as being either not punk or punk. That's a tricky one. <laughs> you've, uh, <laughs> you've, you've got me there. I like this song, though. Cool. So, solid opener. Solid opener. And that leads us into song number two, Loose. Weirdly, even though the song has all the same ingredients as the first one, I didn't think too much of it. How's that work? Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, it, it, yeah, I, I think... There is a uh, vibe that all of these songs have, and there there is like uh, the drums kind of are always pretty driven. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I really like the drums. They, yeah, that, I do love a basic driving drum rhythm. Yeah, but I think that every track having that, yeah, it can confuse you a little bit, and um, not you know not confuses you like, but it makes you. It can blend into one if you're doing it truly passively. If you're like driving or something, you can think of what the fuck. But this song reminded me a lot of a song by um, a band called MC5. You ever heard of them? Which which are know. considered which is the same kind of time, and they're considered one of the proto punks. Especially as they got a song called "Kick Out the Jams," and that was one of the I think it was one of the first songs to contain a cuss. It was Mother F. It was a pretty big deal because they said "Kick Out the Jams, Mother Effer," and it was a bit like "Holy moly, you can do that on." You can, you're allowed to cuss. Now, I don't know if it is actually like the, I mean, obviously there are probably some underground shit that was, people were swearing on, but this was like a, it was like a thing. Um, it was the, it was the frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn moment. I suppose so. Yeah. Um, and Kick Out The Jams is also on Electro Records. So there is uh there you go, which is what this band, which is what this album's on, by the way. Is it a dig at the jam? No, not the band, just the jams. I think that's just some sort of. Um, just don't like jam. More of a marmalade fan. Kick out the jam. <laughs> I think kick out the jams is. Uh, I don't know what the jams are. I think it must be some sort of slang from the sixties. You know, that's it's just that's the jury's out on that one. Really, I can't, I can't tell you. You're gonna have to ask MC Five. Maybe we can get them on sometime. <laughs> you can ask him all these all these biting questions about. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah i didn't have a lot to add on loose i will say uh, how happy i am to be talking about an album with seven songs on it most of which just go verse chorus verse chorus outro yeah and it's 35 minutes long yes please this is what i want this is what i'm looking for for an album it was good yeah it didn't feel like 35 i thought spotify listed it as more but uh that's that's probably just me not a good sign if it sounded longer than it was yeah, thirty-six minutes. I think for me it was like I was I was trying. I really wanted to like listen to it a lot, so I think that the, the I listened to it back to front 
you know, front to back. <laughs> That's what I meant to say, but I've listened to it twice is really what I'm trying to say. Um, so <laughs> back to back is that what back you meant? Back to back. <laughs> um, the third song is called TVI. And I enjoyed this one a lot. Where do you stand on Iggy's screams? Yeah, I like a bit of screaming. I like a bit of screaming, man. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it was this was a cool song. I don't really know what he was talking about again. TVI. She's looking at him with the TVI. That that's out. That's there's some interpretation needed there because I can make my own. Do you want to know what genius thinks it means? Yeah, go on. Apparently, it's when a girl's looking at a guy she like she likes to look off. She's giving him the TVI. Okay. Um, <clears throat> TV stands for the twat vibe. Okay, <laughs> I'm loving this. That's quite funny. That's quite funny. It's the twat vibe eye. That's that's what genius says. I'm going to use, sure, I'm gonna use that's that. True, more often, I don't know. I think <laughs> it is good. I hope it's come true. 2030 when we're allowed out in the pubs. I'm going to be. I'm going to say that to you. That girl's giving you the TV eye. <laughs> um, I will say that the ending of this song confused me because it stops for a couple minute, couple seconds, and then it starts the intro again. Yeah. Without the screaming at the intro, but it's still the intro riff. And I had to check my bloody Spotify to see if I was on shuffle when I was listening to it. Because <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, like, I what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. It's a full like five seconds of silence yeah. before the exact same riff comes in again. Yeah, man. So that did weird me out. But I mean, that's it was pretty cool. The riff was pretty good, man. I, I actually, I think it was this song, but I wasn't, I was listening to it and I was just jamming along on my acoustic to this riff trying to play along oh, to it and it was quite a bit of fun off. yeah i can play guitar no big deal i'm pretty great um guitarist not really i'm not that great tom's better john taught me everything i know that's not true actually we sat in his room here we go as i tried to play guitar and he would just look at me and go don't do it like that. just do it like do it like i'm doing do it better do it, do it well. i wouldn't uh you know he's do the it worst better. teacher in wow. the world wow just, just do it like this just do it like do it exactly how i'm doing like, John, you're going like a thousand miles an hour. I don't know how to do that. So, yeah, just do it. Just do it. Just do it like this. Just do it like I do. All you've got to do is... So unhelpful. All you've got to do is ask, isn't it? Ask questions. <laughs> I was asking. And you weren't asking questions. I was asking you to shut up and show me how to do <laughs> wow. it. Wow. <laughs> well, if anyone wants guitar lessons, I'd charge £20 an hour. Um, I could teach you guitar, but the problem is you have no interest in learning from a genius like me. You... Um, <laughs> you just want to watch bloody youtube videos you know and play riffs of, of the beatles <laughs> yeah i do they've got me where i am today playing in my room <laughs> with the door closed <laughs> yeah. and you do you do play riffs pretty well there are some riffs you always whip out and i'm like whoa yeah it's improvising it's improvising and jamming that i struggle yeah with. the secret to unlocking the door is being able to play along to stuff by ear as soon as you can do that, I the whole the world is your oyster, bruh. And the only way to do that is by playing along to a lot of stuff and, and eventually training your ear as, as to what notes mean what and then making a chord out of those notes. And But it is actually, I don't know, once you get it down, it's pretty easy. But I can't do much. I can't do much. I can't shred or anything. But I can play along to stuff. No, yeah, but shredding, shredding, I don't know. I don't rate shredding. I have, I have seen you jam along to some songs. It sounds really cool. Thanks, dude. Or I ask you, can, how do I play this? And you like play your song out of spotify and you're like uh probably just like this and you just do it that's cool yeah I like yeah that you can, i can do the rhythm section no no problemo because like, i mean cause, yeah because after a while you realize that songs are just i t I did teach you this the patterns the shapes you did show me the, the yeah the shapes the l shape l shape yep <laughs> the t shape t shape and the other l shape yeah <laughs> and there's a box shape and the box shape yeah yeah those shapes are literally just basically scales but really turned down a notch you know what i mean there you go there's a there's your first free lesson yeah free lesson and if you um, want more if you could back john 20 quid <laughs> every time you listen to this episode. yeah yeah definitely and if you want more yeah just hit me up um and uh, we'll sort something out you know what i mean good um true move on yeah <laughs> uh the next song on the album is called dirt mm -hmm. and this is my favorite song this was very proggy wasn't it very proggy yeah well that my way so it's the first of the seven minute long songs that john talked about yeah and i absolutely loved it i could listen to that bass riff all day long i i love the intro i love i, I really like it i like the drums and yeah the drum and bass yeah were, were, the drums were the start, brilliant really good stuff yeah it was a cool it's a cool song it's, oh, it's just slow and swampy and yeah 
this the first oh. half the first side of the album because uh, you've look at Wikipedia side one is one two three four uh this first side is real good man so cool and it's the next side where I found the quality not just of recording but of of just uh Actually, yeah, it's recording. <laughs> it was not as good. Um, but we haven't even talked about dirt yet. Yeah, the drums, guitars, and bass are real right. sick. Everything's yeah. sick about it. Very progressive. It just makes me feel sexy. Wow. You can you can imagine, like, a bit in a movie. You know what I mean? Someone's, oh, it's got Tarantino. Someone's getting ready to do something a, bit, a little bit naughty to this song. You name it, they're doing it to this song. And I'm not talking about sex, Tom, before you get your head in that space. I'm talking about anything. Sorry there, mate. Anything naughty. Sorry there. <laughs> you know, uh, could be not paying a ticket at Waitrose, not paying your parking <laughs> ticket. This is the song. You know what I mean? You look around. Are you walking away in slow motion? <laughs> yeah. You're walking away in slow motion. You you scan the parking lot. There's no there's no ticket person there. You got a good. You're only in and out. Just do it. You know what I mean? You've got away with one. Just do it. Live a little. That's my tip today. Live a little. Break some rules. <laughs> still. <laughs> yeah, still. Get that rush of adrenaline going. You know what I mean? When you break a little rule. Then you'll see what you're capable um, of. <clears throat> this one, uh, you mentioned the doors earlier. This one really reminded me of the doors. Yeah. And then I, then I found out that Iggy was motivated to put all his energy into the sieges after he saw the doors live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I read I that too. I love stories like that. I love stories where people go to see a band and then immediately go out and form a band of their own. Yeah. I think it happened a lot with the Sex Pistols. For sure. So I know Joy Division I know Joy Division formed the day after seeing the Sex Pistols live. And uh God, I just want to go to a gig, John. That's just that's just the punk way, dude, you know? You you cuz you can do it, Tom. You could write a punk song right now easily with the stuff that you know, with the shapes I've taught you. You could write a punk <laughs> song. <laughs> And it doesn't have to be oh, anything I want to too see a band. much. You, you... I want to see a band. I don't really care which band it is, as long as there's some, like guitars involved. I don't know if I... I want, to stand, I want to stand in a dark room, looking up at a band with smoke swirling around their ankles yeah. and a can of red stripe in my hand. Yeah, dude. Which is inexplicably warm. And then <laughs> I want to sway lightly from side to side to give the illusion that I'm dancing. And really, I'm just hoping that nobody's judging the fact that I'm not dancing. And then the <laughs> tallest bloke in the room walks in and stands right in front of me so I can't see shit. Oh, God. I miss it so much. And then, John, yeah. and then we can get the train home with more cans of Red Stripe, which is somehow even warmer. And we'll be like shouting at each other because the gig's ruined our ears. Yeah, for real, for real. <sighs> recording i remember i remember one time you came back from a gig and um i've had some funny videos of you on the train and we look absolutely <laughs> messed up <dude. laughs> and, uh, i haven't seen these i want to see these it's funny um yeah maybe oh, maybe i'll share God, i miss it. it so much uh yeah so very progressive song number four very pretty cool pretty long as well but that was you know, I think they did that because prog rock was still pretty popular at the time, and the whole punk ethos of of making it hard, making it fast. You know what I mean? Saying we got to say and get over and done with wasn't quite there yet. Um, of course, this band is considered a proto punk band, uh, and uh, and yeah, I mean you can hear it, but you can still see the the psychedelicness. What do you have to say about what I've just said? I agree completely. They kind of split the difference. Yeah. The doors ajar to, to punk. They were, they're still going on a bit long. Uh, we're about to talk about a song that's got a saxophone in it, which <laughs> I don't think you'd see see on too many punk albums. Mm. Um, should, we, should we talk about 1970? Let's do it. So the uh, fifth track on the album is called 1970. And another fantastic intro. Pretty high energy. Which it is. It is, except the first, like, two or three seconds are quite slow yeah and then out of nowhere the tempo just, just picks up yeah i enjoyed I that a lot for, I sure. Thought it was really cool. for sure it's good um i mean you can kind of see the live that you can imagine this live and obviously if they recorded it live that's that goes without saying i suppose but you can imagine seeing this live eh like them going into that transition of the song i thought the song's 
um, did transition in a way that was quite, um, quite good, quite seamless. Even though there were seams, but it did feel like they were just sort of taking a breather in between songs and then getting back to it. You know what I mean? It did feel like a live album in a lot of ways. And this intro, it made me think that too. Yeah, no, you're right. Did you have you watched any clips of them playing like? You know, uh, not not in preparation for this, but I have done in the past. Um, I mean, he is crazy. Iggy Pop just looks like he looks like he's possessed. Yeah, he's pretty mental. He used to like mutilate himself. Yeah, he used to chuck uh, blood on the on the crowd. Yeah, man, he'd break a bottle and then roll in in the glass. Yeah, just absolute maniac. He was also addicted to heroin in a pretty heavy way, so I think that might have had something to do with it. Yeah, chocker. I mean, a lot of these proto-punkers, is, if we're going to call them that, the Doors, Iggy, the Ramones, you name it, Sex Pistols, all of them were shooting up heroin, man. And it's such a weird thing. When you think of heroin, you don't really think of shouting and screaming. But um, yeah, apparently one of the Ramones, uh, which we'll talk about in a couple, I don't know how long, but probably got, uh, in a couple next season. Eh? Um Apparently he used to like pop off stage, do some heroin, come back on stage and carry on the gig. I'm like, how is he, you know, isn't that, isn't heroin kind of like a drug where you just do it and then you're just lounging around? Like, how's he doing that? I wonder. John, I, I, I don't know how heroin works. <laughs> I, I don't know what it does. <laughs> I don't know what it does. But you must have seen um, some movie <laughs> i've seen trains but yeah <laughs> well you can't imagine any of them dudes getting up and playing a punk did you game. forget who you were talking to <laughs> i think you you got knowledge you got more knowledge than you let on your yeah you know what i mean wait, wait. oh yeah it's got a saxophone in it um, um even if the guy does sound like he's being choked slowly it still sounds cool yeah it's very 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 cool use of saxophone that yeah i know you didn't read uh the genius listing for this song um, but there was one bit that made me laugh. So on the lyric, 1970, rolling in sight, mm-hmm. Genius said, Genius said, the new decade is beginning. The hippie dream of peace and love is over. The youth's soul has been corrupted by the violence both in Vietnam and at home. Do you think that's what Iggy meant by those three words? Or is that contributor just having a bad day? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's reading a lot of context into, into three words. Nineteen seventy, rolling in sight. The hippie dream of peace and love is over. <laughs> yeah, <do that. laughs> the youth soul has been corrupted. I think he is. He's an English teacher for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, he just wanted to rhyme something with tight. <laughs> he, he reverse engineered it from there. Hey, rhyme, rhyme night. He was like, "What do we? How do we do this?" Um, I think you know probably. I don't, yeah, I don't know how he got that, but at the same time, the youth soul was corrupted. Mr. Mr. Man is, uh, you know, he's right in saying that. But yeah, I think it was just a rhyme. I think a lot of these dudes, you know, Iggy was probably fucked up on heroin at this point, and he wasn't thinking, let me let me get some deep meaning in these in these lyrics for people to read between the lines. I think he was just, how do I make some some banging ass sounds to scream? And uh, you know, he did it. He bloody well did it. But I don't think because the rest of the song doesn't have quite the same amount. If that is what that one line meant, <laughs> the rest of the song dropped off <laughs> in quality. Particularly when the Vietnam Vietnam War had been going on for fifteen years prior to the song coming out, so it wasn't as if it had just come up out of nowhere and and it ruined the hippie dream. The hippie dream came up during, very much during the yeah. Vietnam War. I think we'll we'll let him off. He was just having a we'll let it slide. He was just having a bad day. Yeah. Well, no, he's doing a good job. I think he's doing a good job in reading, but in, in in adding that kind of value to the song because, you know what? Well, it gave me some content to use on the pod. So exactly, and it's quite funny. <laughs> to get it was funny. <laughs> um, shout out to um, 1970. That song was used on Tony Hawk's Underground Two. Uh, not my favorite Tony Hawk's oh, game, but a good one. I thought I recognised it from somewhere. Yeah. Cool. Okay, uh, so the penultimate song of the albums is the titular song. It's called Funhouse. Another song I wasn't particularly taken with. Um, it sort of picked up right where the previous one left off. More saxophone, yeah. more riggy, telling us that he feels all right. It was another um, 
Yeah, crazy saxophone song. The saxophone player is just going hard, man. It's kind of like jazz in a sense where he's just he's just smashing that saxophone up with his mouth and hands. And yeah, I mean, it kind of works. It works in the same way jazz works. It's just like if you focus on the sax, you're going to have a really cool sax riff to listen to for seven minutes. And if, if you focus on anything else, I know it works together quite well, but the sax is really intense. Um, I thought I could hear... A lot of James Brown in there, and reading through yeah. our boy totally Iggy's, totally uh, Wikipedia, he was very inspired by James and by Mr. Brown. And um, yeah, you can really hear it in his vocal delivery. He's really trying to do some funky stuff, and then and then you got the saxophone in there too, obviously, and that adds to it. I think it's a punk love letter to James uh, to say, "Hey, thanks for being a pretty cool guy." Yeah, I think you're right. It, all those, uh, all of those yeah. things. There's a lot of that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of Jim James Brown. James is bringing it. James is coming through Iggy's spirit. I know. In that moment, although they were both alive at the same time, I think so. I don't know, I don't know a lot about James Brown. I've never really listened to. I him. think it's is there is James coming listening? up? Is there some James coming up? I think there might be. I think James is good. Uh, I never know if I should call artists by their first name or last name. When people do it on like other stuff, people they always call them by their last name, isn't it? James Brown's got two albums in the. Oh, here we go. So there you go. You're gonna listen to. But they're they're quite a long way down the list. So he's quite good. I mean, it's it's, it's um. I liked him in the Blues Brothers. But I like everything about the Blues Brothers. So. James Brown seems like a, like a pretty like a bit of a character. Um, what performer? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get to him. But we yeah, I can really hear that. So it's an interesting song. This one, even though it's maybe not one of the best ones, and maybe it drags. Ever so slightly, it's more of a vibe than a song. You know what I mean? Because you know, like this long stuff. It's sort of it's just like them having fun with it, and it's not really a song. It's just sort of like, yeah, I don't know how to describe it other than just like a big old. You put it on and do some vacuum and do some dishes to it, and you're gonna have a good time. But you're not listening to it for any sort of lyrical content or anything. It's just one long piece of vibe. You're absolutely right, and I think we could probably cut and paste what you just said with the uh, the last song. Yeah because that is very much a vibe so the last song is called la blues and it is i guess you'd call it an instrumental it's screaming followed by what sounds like all the other band members playing every note on their instruments at the same <laughs> time followed by more screaming yeah but i've got to say i didn't hate it again man it's quite cool this this song i reckon would be if this was to be a on an album today the album probably would be considered you know not avant-garde, avant-garde uh, noise kind of punk thing you know what i mean it's it's pretty out there it's pretty out there yeah so i wouldn't i wouldn't listen to it outside of the album but within the context of the album i think it's absolutely brilliant and a great way to finish it off it's like they they just released all of their frustrations out yeah on that one track yeah it's a thing that um it's something that was brought to me by a family friend who is a funk musician and he pointed out why have i not met this <laughs> i think you, i don't know if you have he's been to barbecues you must admit. It. Anyway, I don't know. Next barbecue is out. I'll invite you. Yeah. Can he bring his bass? <laughs> I'm assuming he's a bassist. He is. He is, he is too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he pointed out to me, uh, I guess you'd call it a crescendo, potentially, where at the end of funk songs, they don't just turn the volume down, like, you know what I mean, like pop songs nowadays, or they don't just end it, or they end it, and then at the end they go, meow, and every, everyone does one note and the drums smashing a cymbal. Oh, song. yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that sort of just puts a, a very definite full stop at the end of the song. Um, and to me, that's what this is. But it, it's a whole song of that. Yeah, but for four and a half yeah. minutes, yeah. But it is very much just saying, like, yo, this is this is us. And, and I guess, you know, at the time, probably people were thinking, like, wow, this, these guys are wilding out. What's going on? What am I listening to? And mums would have come into kids' rooms and thought, "What's happening?" They listen yeah, to devil the music. Devil possess yeah, them. they they take the vinyl and snap it, you know, or I don't know who knows, but it's definitely crazy. And I think this is basically a whole genre of itself nowadays. So cool. Should we uh, should we play the game? Yeah, let's play the game. Let's do it. Um, I think it's your turn to go first this week. Okay. John, have you got a drink with you? I just got some chamomile. Yeah. Are you prepared to pour some of that out? What for, David? No. For Prince. Oh, dude, my heart, my heart. 
I, I'll pour some out. I got some, yeah. I'll pour brief, brief. I'll pour my Prince. tears out. <laughs> yeah, man. Prince is the man, dude. Easily the man. I think you've got a good chance of finally hitting the top five. I don't know. I, think this is I don't it. know. I think this is the week. Because as soon as I try to think about the songs, all I can think about is like one obscure song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all I can hear is that one. <laughs> fucking... got an album track from this. From his eleventh double album, uh, yeah. because Prince released albums. And like, that's literally the only song I think of, so it's uh, it's gonna be a tricky one. Um, Mate, he released so many fucking albums; it's ridiculous, and they've all got like long as well. They're not even quick. Jeez. Yeah, he, and he would have kept. He would have kept going. He absolutely would have just kept. He, going. he had apparently like uh, uh, you know I don't want to say any numbers, but let's just let's just go with a thousand hours of unreleased material in like a safe when he died could be an urban legend but apparently you know he just he just kept on cranking music out but like he was that kind of i mean he wouldn't have, we wouldn't be listed able to do this game had he not died because he didn't like spotify and stuff yeah that's true that's quite sad i feel quite i feel quite dirty now don't feel dirty i listen to him on spotify i think the thing with artists that do that is that they've got to wake up and see that the industry changed man you know what i mean and we can't like he he's doing everyone else a disservice by keeping his music to physical so that he you know he goes out and maybe that's kind of cool in a way to think about it but like he um you know he'll go out when his final fans die you know what i mean he'll be lost there people won't be able to find him anywhere and be like How, who's prince you know what i mean but now we can go on spotify we go everywhere people are discovering prince you know and i think that is super dope and i think that's something that's cool about spotify i'm a big fan of spotify and you know the amount of artists yeah, you I've discover. Yeah, I've discovered so many. Yeah, I've discovered so many that I wouldn't have found. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's 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 whack about payment, but it's still it's still a pretty new way of consuming media uh, is streaming, and I think there's some sort of you know there's growing pains with everything. I think you know artists back in the day that recorded onto vinyl, you know they got they got screwed over by management and stuff and sales numbers and. Which you can see in a really good movie called Black. Uh, what's her name? Fuck it, Black something Black Bottom. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and you can really get a taste of the 1920s music scene and how uh, this movie focused on black artists in America, how they were treated and fucked over a lot of the time. So what I'm trying to say, basically, let's round this up: is that yeah, Spotify and streaming services might not be perfect when it comes to giving royalties to artists, but neither was the ways we have grown to know before until they sort of, you know, got a little bit more established. It's, it's a great point. And you've given yourself ample time to think of Prince. Oh yeah, so, sure, let's, sure. Let's, go, let's go on with it. Let's go on with it. Come on. Top five. All right, go. So I'm going to I'm gonna say Doves Cry. It's got to be up there. Can you give me the full When Doves Cry. Please? When Doves Cry, you're absolutely right, is in the top five. Um, that's annoying because that's the one I thought you might not get <laughs> so you, I think this might be it Purple Rain Purple Rain you're absolutely right I'd be there 1999 correct 3 out of 3 um, now mm, let's think those are the top ones that have come to my brain off the dome so this next ones aren't going to be as uh, I think possibly I can't I can't breathe I'm so, I'm so tired Raspberry Beret <gasps> yes, yeah, correct. We're four. We're at four for four. This is it. And I think probably hold on to your hats. Is it... I could just get a minute to think. Okay. <laughs> um, turn the turn the tense music down. Yeah, it is a bit too loud. All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do some meditation right now and get into the zone. <laughs> and, uh... There's absolutely no time pressure. This this matters a lot. This is important. Uh, you know what? I don't know, but I'm gonna say I would die for you. John, yeah, <laughs> John, yeah. I'm afraid you got no. What's the last one? So, what did you say? You said purple. You said when does cry? Purple rain. Purple rain. 1999. 1999. Uh, raspberry beret. Beret. Raspberry. And uh, number five was number five was kiss. Kiss. Ah oh, man, true that. Damn. Number five was kiss. Uh, eight. No shit. So not a million miles away. I when I did this, 
because I had a quick go before and I got the same thought you did, but I said little red Corvette, uh, which was way Kiss is, a, is but, Yeah, that's a, one I forget about. Kiss is big. Yeah, big truck. Good effort, though. For... Prince is the man. Um, I'm a big fan of Prince. Yeah, so. Too right. All right, for you, because you're, I reckon you like this guy and also um, I saw him on your list, Tom. Today, I will give you <laughs> Elliot Smith. <gasps> oh my no, God, I absolutely I love Elliot Smith. Like I do love Elliot Smith. Oh, I don't like it when you give me ones I absolutely love because I feel an immense amount of pressure. Yeah, and, and also you should feel a lot of shame afterwards <laughs> for getting it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay waltz number two okay hold on why <laughs> did you never have it up <laughs> no I had it up but I was looking at something I was um, I was, to be honest with you I was just looking around the room uh, <laughs> <laughs> how bored are you I was just laughing I was still thinking about what the funny thing that we laughed about Joel, the last, laughing at all the funny things you yeah. said <laughs> We've been we've been going for an hour and twenty eight minutes. We said some dope. This is going to be our we said some dope. You cut down the last one really well, to be fair, because I thought we were long on that. But that's really short. Yeah, well, there was a, there were a lot of awkward silences. And okay. We weren't in the zone today. We've been in the zone. Um, yeah, no, I'm well up for this one. Uh, Walks number Walks two. two. Yeah, you're correct on that one. Good. I'm tally it. I'm making tallies now. I lose track. I think uh, Angeles. Yeah, man, that's correct. A- Angeles. Um, I think what's it called? Uh, two AM. Two AM. Tom, I hate to tell you, that's incorrect. Oh no, I've lost. I've lost all confidence. Yeah, two AM wasn't even on the top bloody ten. Idiots, idiots. <laughs> um, <laughs> such a good song. Um, say yes. Say yes. I'm Tom. I'm gonna have to say yes to that one. It's up there. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> <laughs> so here we got one um, more. And I reckon this one's going to be a doozy. I'm going to pick another one off of XO. Ooh. And it's called Sweet Adeline. So why'd you do this to me? It's incorrect. Ah. <laughs> yep. It's incorrect. We had Between the Bars that you didn't get, and there was also a song called Needle in the Hay that you didn't get. I was scared because at one point, before I'd looked at the numbers, but that was in the millions, a cover of Somebody I Used to Know was there. I think that's a cover, unless... No, no, no. No, he's got a song called Somebody I Used to Know. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's... So that's... Yep, so shut the fuck up, John, on that one. But, uh, yeah, but... uh, so I'm disappointed. I feel like I've let him down. I feel I let his memory down. Um, no. I would like to say everyone should listen to Elliot Smith. He is an absolute angel. He's good. He's a nice sort of... How would you describe him to the listeners? Soft, acoustic, melancholy. Um, the best voice I think I've ever heard. He, and he doubles his voice on his songs, so it sounds really thick. And it just sounds like there's like seven of them of him. And just go on Spotify... Type in Elliot Smith, listen to those 10 tracks and you will either fall in love or be bored within the first 10 seconds. But they, You're, you know... You, you might write a Zach Braff-style screenplay as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah if, you like, if you like that kind of stuff, you'll be a big fan. Check him out. He's a good artist. And check out Prince. <laughs> That's what, <isn't> it? <laughs> yeah, listen to Prince as well. Um, yeah, and, you know, we're looking forward to... Remember the bloody well... Um, get on Instagram, all right? First of all, sign up if you're not already signed up. And bloody well comment and stuff, you know. Shout out to a Mr. Craig Tilly for getting involved in the chat. He's obviously taken it on board. Uh, he's he's tired of us berating. And he commented <laughs> on the Drake podcast thing. You know, the rest of you lot, if you're listening, bloody well do it. Uh, or email 100 off the record at gmail.com. 100 off the record at gmail.com and you know what it doesn't have to be anything too technical you know honestly I mean? just, just email to hi at this point would be really, I'd really appreciate it yeah 
just you know maybe if you fancy it i'll give you some <laughs> ideas i'll give you some ideas i'll um, write the email yeah. just just <laughs> just copy and paste it give your yeah, email. We'll, we'll put an email up on the thing you can copy paste i think no you know if you want to tell us your thoughts on the album do it if you want to tell us your thoughts on the podcast do it if you just want to say what's up do it you know what i mean we we want to hear from you because at this point who knows if we're, we're i'm listening are you listening listener i don't know so get involved, okay? And also like my Photoshop. So, you know, they do look rushed and they are not perfect, <laughs> but they, you know, I do put time into it and I think they're quite, I, like I think they're, they're quite good. enjoyable. Yeah. Basically just give me praise. <laughs> give me praise. This is going on really long, John. We need to, we need to end this. Um, thank you very much and um, bye. We'll be back next week with uh, whatever the album is. 